You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. So some pretty big news today. The biggest thing is there are some players, some coaches that got uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So the Tennessee Titans cannot practice in their facilities all week until Saturday. They were still going to hold the games on Sunday at the 1 o'clock time slot, but then they had to uh, quickly postpone it to give the Tennessee Titans some time and to do a little bit more testing to make sure it was safe, and there was rumors it was going to be Monday or Tuesday. Now it's looking like it's going to be Monday on CBS, which is running head-to-head with the ESPN Monday night, and, you know, it's uh, is what it is. I, uh, you know, there were some issues maybe with the Vikings and they're playing the Texans since uh, Tennessee played Minnesota last week. But all the Vikings staff and players tested negative. So that game is good to go and hasn't been affected. The Tennessee Titans Pittsburgh Steelers game is the only one that has been affected. And kind of on the fence about changing the date. You can practice other places. You don't really need your facility to to practice. Going into the season, they knew that this was going to be a possibility and was going to happen. And I guess kind of caving in and and trying to change the date of the game uh, based off of the positive tests. I mean, I, I feel like you isolate the people that tested positive. No one's allowed to use the facilities. And then you go and hold the game. You have 16 people on the practice squad. Well, 15 people on the practice squad just for this occasion to bring people up. So uh, I I feel like it's almost a punishment for the Steelers in regards to they got to play a Monday night game they weren't planning on, and then they have to turn around and play the following week, especially if it was Tuesday. If it was Tuesday, I I feel like uh, that would be a real travesty. But it's looking like Monday, and, uh, you know, Titans get a day of practice in but uh you know the nfl trying to uh, appease these teams for practice time during you know covid uh, diagnosis is uh or positive test is not uh i don't know i feel like they're setting a precedence for every game now so if someone tests positive it's like oh do we got to change the time of the game we got to change the day of the game we got to let them play on their bye week, and, and it's just kind of opening up a can of worms. We'll see. I am nowhere near sensitive about the fact that it's a pandemic and these things are happening. And, you know, I, I feel for the players that and the staff that have gotten COVID. It's just in regards to football uh, and, and the season, you know, the train kind of keeps rolling. And,. You know, this is what they kind of agreed upon uh, with the new rules and everything to, you know, basically for the situation. 
So I don't feel a need to, to change it. I feel like they could really work around it and still keep, you know, keep the schedule going. I, I guess it's a little bit easier without fans because, you know, you don't have to change the schedule on the fans showing up to the games and, and you know, the workers and everything. But it's still uh, – I, I still doesn't sit well with me in that regard. Some other news, Jalen Rager, he is placed on the IR. He hurt his right thumb, and so that means he's going to be out three weeks or more. And I think that's a good move. I felt like he tried to rush back. He wasn't effective because of that. And he's a real talented receiver, and I feel like he's going to be very good. But uh, just kind of, you know, with a lingering injury and not being productive, it's better just to get that thing healed and come back and start from square one on that. And Alshon Jeffrey's coming back pretty soon, so you you will have that number one receiver. Because right now, I mean, the, the, the Eagles' offense is just it's putrid, and, and the receivers aren't very good right now. They even signed Hakeem Butler, who was recently cut by the Cardinals, but then they moved him to tight end. So it's like, is he a tight end? Is he a receiver? Who knows? Um, but uh, maybe he'll become an effective tight end now that uh, Dallas Goddard is on the IR. Well, uh, well, you know, that's definitely worth monitoring to see how they use him, if they use him at all in regards to the games. And on that note, we also have someone else practicing. And this is really big news. It's exciting news, especially because there's a lot of people that drafted him with their first pick, probably the first receiver taking off the board. Michael Thomas is practicing this week. He's close to a return. All fantasy football owners who have him can rejoice, trying to get their team back on track. And uh, I, I wanted to end it on a positive note because, you know, what's better than your star player coming back to, uh, to dominate the league again? Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban weekly preview starting now first game on our preview is the Baltimore Ravens at the Washington football team Ravens are favored by 13 and a half points and that's high for me especially for a visiting team I get that they're pretty much next door neighbors but I'm going with Baltimore. I'm giving up the two touchdowns. I really think it's going to be that bad. You know, the Ravens played horrible against the Chiefs last week. And, you know, all the memes of Patrick Mahomes owning Lamar Jackson. And, you know, you don't see Lamar Jackson look that bad very often. And he did last week. And I think this is kind of a redemption game for them. And I see the Ravens just crushing the Washington football team. So... Take Baltimore, give up the two touchdowns, 13.5, and start Lamar Jackson. He is going to just dominate. I have a feeling he's just going to be out of control, 
you know, trying to make up for that bad game he had last week. He's, he's you know, the Washington uh, football team has an okay d- defense. And I, I guess I'm just trying to be nice because really there's no reason. Everything that uh, Washington can't control, Ravens do really well. So I would be starting Lamar Jackson, uh, Hollywood Brown. You know, I usually don't have him. I haven't had him on the, the start list all year so far. And to be honest, if you listened, that actually would was a decent play, not having Hollywood Brown. And he got a lot of buzz going into the season. But, you know, the, the Ravens receivers just aren't that good. And they, they don't use them as part of their offense. And they never have. So, uh, you know, Miles Boykin could be a you know, Willie Sneed, one of those guys could surprise with a touchdown and, and have a decent day. So I would maybe consider starting those guys, even though I guarantee that Boykins and Sneed aren't on many rosters. But uh, Terry McLaurin, you got to start him. And I say that because he's not a good play necessarily based off of the Ravens defense, but it's Terry McLaurin. He's matchup proof. I just, you can't put him on your bench ever. So you're starting him. Logan Thomas. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, well, I might be fooled three times because I put him on my start list. Uh, He was primed to have an amazing game last week. He's in a spot to have a decent game this week. Start him. Uh, If you have him, Ravens do give up yards to the tight end position, but... We'll see if it's Logan Thomas because he's had some great matchups and not come through. Uh, Mark Andrews, starting him. He's You're definitely starting him. There's no other person I would rather start, maybe outside of George Kittle if he plays, uh, than Mark Andrews in, in this matchup. This matchup is what you have Mark Andrews for. He should just totally dominate. So he is uh, he's definitely a start. Sitting Dwayne Haskins in his three-interception ass. Um he definitely disappointed a little bit last week. He had a prime matchup. This is not a prime matchup, so I don't even think twice about it. He's on my bench, uh, probably on the waiver wire, to be honest. I don't think anyone really has him on their roster. Mark Ingram, I'm having him on the bench. Washington's good at stopping the run. They are, and I think they get the rushing yards from Lamar Jackson in the quarterback position. Mark Ingram, eh, he... He could be on the bench as well. Well, I already mentioned him. Sorry. J.K. Dobbins, that's what I meant to say. Uh, he's on the bench. If Ingram's on the bench, Dobbins is on the bench as well. And I have Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love, whoever. They're all on the bench. Ray- Ravens uh, can can stop the run, and they will stop these running backs for the Washington football team. I, I don't feel like they're going to be a threat and actually – uh, I don't think they'll do anything this game. Steven Sims I have on there more because, you know, he's kind of battling an injury, hasn't produced the last couple weeks. He's safely a bench for me. And, you know, the Ravens' secondary is pretty stout, so I don't have any qualms about not starting Steven Sims in this one. So Baltimore, again, Baltimore take the points. I think it's going to be high scoring for Baltimore, not so much Washington. And, you know, we'll see how it turns out. 
This next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by 7.5, and, and I tend to agree. I'm taking Tampa Bay, giving up the 7.5 points. It's kind of a large spread for my liking in this type of game, but nothing I saw with Los Angeles at home against Carolina last week proved that uh, I think they can hang with Tampa Bay. That was a really disappointing game, and maybe I'm a little bit bitter about it and, you know, kind of <laughs> holding it against the Chargers. But uh, Tampa Bay has, has a better offense than Carolina, so I think they do it. Uh, starting Tom Brady, of course, he has some pretty good receiving options. So you're starting him. Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, you're starting both of them. I mean, you're starting Austin Eckler every week. I mean, the the... The game that he had last week was just prime Austin Eckler. I mean, he was shifty and elusive. He looked really good. And, you know, all the hype that Joshua Kelly got, it's still, without a doubt, Austin Eckler's show. I still would give Joshua Kelly another chance in this one, you know, because we talked about last week. Tampa Bay, is they were pretty good at stopping the run last year. And uh, something happened. They're not as good this year. So I, I, I still think Joshua Kelly could be worth a flex play in this one if you have him. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Godwin's probably not going to play. So, you know, you're probably not going to start him because of injury. If he does play, you're starting him. But, I mean, it's looking like he's not playing. So you can probably pretty much count him out. Mike Evans, you're starting him. Not because it's a good matchup for him necessarily, but because it's Mike Evans and he's a must-start every week. I also have O.J. Howard on here. Chargers aren't good at defending the tight end position. I don't think it'll be Gronkowski. I think it'll be O.J. Howard. So, you know, don't start Gronkowski. Start O.J. Howard as the uh, tight end for the the Buccaneers. Sitting, I'm sitting Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't need to really say much about it. Justin Herbert's a great up-and-coming quarterback. I I like his uh, poise. You know, I've mentioned this before. I just don't like this matchup against Tampa Bay and don't feel like it's set up for him to succeed in this one. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, both on the bench. Don't even think about playing either of them in this game. Keenan Allen, you know, without uh, Herbert being able to get him the ball, I don't feel like he has a great game. And Mike Williams definitely is a bench. Mike Williams has been pretty disappointing so far. Besides, you know, his first week where he had a bunch of targets, it, it's kind of tapered off from there. So I'm, I'm keeping Mike Williams on the bench. Hunter Henry, uh, sadly, I'm sitting. I like Hunter Henry, but this matchup is not the matchup for him. And he should be avoided. I know it's hard because, I mean, it's the tight end position. It's it's not usually a strong, uh, yeah, it's not a, a strong uh, play week to week. But, uh Hunter Henry, I don't feel like, is going to have a a very big game this week. So take Tampa Bay, give up the 7.5 points. I think you'll be happy with it. This next game is Seattle Seahawks at the Miami Dolphins. And I'm kind of giddy over this game a little bit. This is going to be an exciting game. And and not because of what you think. It's not because I feel like it's going to going to be a close game or anything Uh, it's just going to be a fun game I think Seattle covers the spread it's they're favored by seven points at Miami which you know that's like a man it's like a I don't know six seven hour flight to Miami 
I, I know it's a five-hour flight to Denver, so, man, it's like a seven-hour flight to Miami. And uh, in that humidity, it, it might be a little bit tougher for Seattle than what we think, but I'm going with the Seahawks and, and giving up the seven points. They're just too dynamic right now. They're firing on all cylinders on offense. And, you know, I think this is a good game for Miami's offense to to do some things. I mean, Seattle's just so horrid against the pass. And, I mean, receivers are scoring, like, 14 more fantasy points than the second place, uh, like, worst uh, passing defense. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So this could be a pretty entertaining game with a lot of uh, big plays is is how I, I look at it. And from a starting perspective, you know, you're starting Russell Wilson. That's stupid to even talk about it. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're playing him. He has the best matchup of the whole NFL. And the good thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick is he does well on good matchups. And sometimes he does very excellent on very good matchups. So he's, uh, I really like him as a play this week. And uh, he needs to be started in all formats, unless you have like, you know, Lamar Jackson or Mahomes or something. I don't, or Russell Wilson. I don't see why you, uh, don't try to make a play at uh, starting Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Chris Carson, I th- he's a start. I think he's a good play. If he plays, uh, I, it's looking more and more like he's not going to play. So if that's the case, Carlos Hyde. I don't like him as much, but I still feel like maybe he's passable as like a flex position that you can play him in. Uh, good. You know, he, he could be good. Not amazing. Just... uh. Uh, workman-like for Carlos Hyde. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, you're starting both of those guys. They're just dominating everywhere. Uh, Lockett was last week, had three touchdowns. Very easily could just be DK Metcalf this week. You never know. So I'm, I'm playing both of those guys with a lot of confidence. And in the same vein, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, I'm starting both of those guys and be, being really confident. I mean... They're really good receivers. Uh, last week when they played the Jaguars, they didn't have great weeks. Preston Williams especially, he had the touchdown, but that was really it. But Jaguars had a they had a good matchup against those Dolphin receivers, and Seattle doesn't. So I think this is Devontae Parker's you know, breakout game where he's going to uh, be a hot commodity. And I think from here on out, he's going to be – a top 15 receiver the rest of the year. So I'm really high on Devontae Parker. The tough part of his schedule is over, and I'm expecting a lot of big things from Devontae. Preston Williams, on the other hand, I just think he's a a great play. He's a big threat, a big target, and this week just screams of a, a big game from him. And I feel like there's room for both guys to have pretty good games because of how many uh, yards and, and points the uh, Seahawks secondary gives up to the receiver position. I'm sitting Miles Gaskins. I don't like it one bit. don't like his matchup. I don't feel like Miles Gaskins is a good play here. You know, the Dolphins are struggling to run the ball as it is, and this doesn't make it any easier. So I wouldn't even flex Miles Gaskins this week. Greg Olson and Mike Gesicki, both tight ends. You know, I like both of them don't like both of them in this game. So you, they need to be on your bench if you have better options, which you should if you drafted Greg Olson or Mike Gesicki was at the end of the draft. So 
you should have another option, and I might play them depending on who it is. So that's definitely something to consider. But again, I'm excited about this Seahawks game. I, you know, Russell Wilson is just on fire. Like, he's definitely the MVP this year. 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks. I think he throws for like three or four, five more. Uh, I'm being greedy with five. I, I, but four, definitely in the realm of possibility in this one. This next game is the Minnesota Vikings at the Houston Texans. The game's at Houston. Houston's favored by four points. And I'm taking Houston given the four points. I think uh, they beat Minnesota by more than that. They've had a hellish road, you know, starting off with the Chiefs, then the Ravens, then the Steelers. And I think you're going to see the new and improved Houston offense the way it's supposed to look like with you know, a a decent matchup and Minnesota has not been impressive. So I'm taking Houston and giving up the four points starting Kirk cousins. Here's why I'm starting Kirk cousins is because Minnesota was always a team that played good defense, had a great run, uh, you know, rushing offense and they would control the clock in the game and their defense is horrid this year. And so I think they're passing a lot more than they, plan to just because they're always behind in games and they're really having to depend on Kirk Cousins. I don't feel like that's a recipe for success for them because to me, Kirk Cousins is a game manager. He's not uh, anything special, but in that regard, he's going to be chucking the ball all, uh, especially late in the game to try to catch up. So he's a good play. Deshaun Watson, he's Deshaun Watson. We don't need to talk about it. He's Done all right last week against the Steelers. You know, threw for three touchdowns before the uh, before the half. Didn't do anything in the second half, but uh, I think this is a breakout game for Deshaun Watson now that he has a defense he can beat up on a little bit. Dalvin Cook, man, Dalvin Cook, he has a great matchup. You need to be starting him. But even if he had a bad matchup, you still need to be starting him because he's Dalvin Cook. He's, you know, he's the chef. The uh, Houston's in there like trying to throw them their their cows and you know their 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 dead cows on their helmets and Dalvin Cook's not having it. He's chopping it up, throwing it on the grill, rushing for three hundred yards. That's what Dalvin Cook does. David Johnson, he is going to be the David Johnson you saw in the first week. He had a rough couple weeks with the Ravens and Steelers, but I think this is a week you need to be starting him. He's gonna have a great game against Minnesota. And then I have Adam Thielen just because we talked about the Vikings getting behind in this one and needing to pass the ball, and Adam Thielen will be the guy to uh, to catch those targets. Even though you thought that last week and it happened to be Jefferson, but just wait. he We'll get to him. Will Fuller, Justin, or Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, all three potential to have great games. I would definitely be starting all three with this matchup. They have prime matchups. This Viking secondary is horrible. And, you know, Texans did pretty well against the Steelers secondary. And this one's worse. So I think you need to have all three of them in there. I like Cobb and Fuller a little bit more just because Cooks seems like he's always banged up and, 
you know, it's funny saying that because Fuller's usually banged up too. But you need to get all the games you can out of Fuller before he does get hurt. So he's running out of time. So play Fuller, play Cobb. Justin Jefferson's on my sit list. And I know he's the pickup of the week, the hot hand. Everyone's raving about him. Probably throwing uh, him in their starting lineups. And I have him on my sit. I think uh, he, the Texans aren't bad against the the pass. And I, I think Justin Jefferson is the guy that uh, they're able to isolate. And it's really going to force them to go to Adam Thielen. Uh, I call it a hunch, but, uh, you know, that's what the, uh, the stats are showing. So I tend to believe them. Even though uh, I did like what Justin Jefferson did, it was surprising last week. I think he will do a little bit more of that in the future, just not this game. Jordan Aikens at tight end. Bench Vikings, they actually do defend the tight end position pretty well. And I don't feel like there's enough ball to go around for Fuller, Cooks, Cobb, and Aikens. So Aikens can be on your bench. And then Kyle Rudolph is on your bench this week. Houston... You know, Ebron had a decent game against them last week, but that was kind of an anomaly because Houston's not that bad against defending the tight end position. So Kyle Rudolph can be on your bench. And I said to start him last week, and it paid off because he scored, but uh, I don't feel the same way about this matchup. The... Next game is New Orleans Saints at Detroit. Saints are favored by four. They're the away team, but I'm taking the Saints and giving up the four points. Detroit, although they did go to Arizona last week and beat the Cardinals, which was impressive, I think New Orleans goes up to Detroit and just pounces on them. This is going to be a a good day for the Saints and not a good day for the Lions. I just don't feel like the Lions match up very well with the Saints and what they do. So I'm starting Drew Brees. I think he has a great game and I'm starting Matthew Stafford because I feel like they're going to have to pass a lot and the Saints weakness is through the air and Matthew Stafford is a quality quarterback that can get it done. So you're you're starting both Brees and Stafford. Alvin Kamara, no-brainer. Detroit is horrid against the run. This is going to be enticing. They, they can't defend the pass from the running back position. Everything that Kamara does well, Detroit can't defend. So I'm expecting a huge game from Kamara. Just huge. And it's one of those things where you have these huge expectations, and then very rarely do they live up to those expectations. But in this instance, it's just so hard not to think that he's going to just dominate this game so uh we'll, we'll talk more about that obviously at an, on another podcast uh, before this week but Alvin Kamara Emmanuel Sanders and uh Traquan Smith they need to be started Michael Thomas is not going to be back this week yet and those are the receivers Lions can't defend the receiver position so basically anyone starting with a pulse on the other team I'm playing and those two happen to be it, even though Emmanuel Sanders has been a little disappointing, uh, you know, starting for the Saints. Kenny Galladay, I'm starting him all day and every day. He's matchup proof. He's a good receiver. He's back from injury. I'm starting Galladay. And then T.J. Hawkinson, I'm starting him for a different reason, and that's because the Saints are horrible at defending the tight end position. And 
Hawkinson, I think, is right up there with Andrews and Waller as uh, another tight end that uh, needs to be started in all formats and all leagues. He's going to have a big game, or at least he should. So start TJ Hawkinson with confidence. I'm sitting Adrian Peterson. I, I hate to do it, but uh, I'm, I'm not liking this matchup that he has. And he's old, and he's definitely not uh, matchup proof anymore. DeAndre Swift, benching him. And then Marvin Jones, I'm benching because Mar- Galladay's a, you know, he's matchup proof. You can start him any week. Marvin Jones is not that. He's definitely not that. And so I don't think he has a big game. He didn't have a great week last week. I'm He's on my bench. And then Jared Cook, Lions can defend the tight end position. And I don't feel like this is a game that Jared Cook is going to be relevant. So you can have him on your bench and pivot to another option. Cleveland at Dallas is the next game. And I know everyone's been waiting on this one. But uh, Dallas is favored by four and a half points. They're at home. I'm taking Dallas, giving up the 4.5. I think they cover easily. I don't think this is much of a game. Although... I can't sit anybody in this game. I, I'm sitting Austin Hooper. Dallas has done well against the tight end position. Hooper's been a non-factor anyway, so you're probably benching him as as it is. And this is not a good matchup, so I wouldn't expect big things from him. He's on your bench. Everyone else I'm starting. Uh, I'm For different reasons, though. Baker Mayfield, he has a great matchup. Cowboys are horrible against the pass, against the quarterback position. And I, I think part of it has to do with playing Russell Wilson. But, uh, well, they played Matt Ryan, too, and he lit him up. So Baker Mayfield's bound to have a really good game this week, and he needs to be in your lineup. He's he's a top-12 play for me in this one. Dak Prescott, definitely. You're playing Dak regardless, but he has a really good matchup. So you definitely want him in there. He's, but he's a he's a play regardless of who, what his matchup is. Ezekiel Elliott, he has a bad matchup in this one, but you're playing him because he's Ezekiel Elliott. So don't fool ourselves. We're not going to get too. Uh, we're not going to outthink ourselves and and tell you know tell you to bench him. Same with Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's been injured though and not practicing. So if that's the case, I really like Nick Chubb even with the bad matchup. I. So it's something to monitor if Cream Hunt plays. But if he does play, I still like both of them just because of who they are and how the Cleveland Browns use the running back position. Juice Landry, Odell Beckham. I don't like to start them much, but in this one, I feel really confident in both of them. You need to start them. They could be really good plays for you. And then Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Cedric Wilson. No, I don't have Cedric Wilson on here because one week does not make a uh, career or a fantasy football roster in this regard. But you need to start everyone on Dallas. Dalton Schultz at tight end. Everybody, just start everyone on Dallas. Cleveland's horrible against the pass. And, you know, if he's able to have 200-yard receivers like he did last week, uh, you need to... You need to play everyone because you want to make sure it's one of your guys. And it could be. So I, I think that's the only downfall again. You know, we, we talked about it last week. It was CeeDee Lamb that was kind of the odd man out. But uh, you saw that there was room for three receivers because Amari Cooper, he 
you know, he, he got the most targets. Gallup got 100 yards and a touchdown. Cedric Wilson got 100 yards and two touchdowns. So it's, uh, it's there for the taking for all those receivers. And uh, you need to take advantage of it in this one. I would like to say something positive about Cleveland's chances in this one, but I can't, and I just think this game is, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to have a great day because they're going to be behind, and he's going to have to pass a lot and, you know, have some touchdown passes and be effective, but they're still going to, they can't keep up with how fast Dallas is going to score in this one. The next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are favored by three points. I am taking Cincinnati and giving the three points to... I think they beat Jacksonville by more than that. And it's tough to say that because, you know, Jacksonville was able to beat the Colts, but then, you know, lose to Miami. And I just like the direction Cincinnati's going. And I don't think this is a good matchup for Jacksonville. I think this is actually a lower scoring game than what people think it's going to be because both teams actually have decent uh, pass defenses and that's going to eliminate those receivers on each team. So I, I do like the running backs, so I think it's going to be more uh, effective for both teams to run the ball and that usually leads to lower scoring games and, and that's how I see it unfolding, which, you know, if you just look at the, the two teams, you'd think that this would be a high-scoring shootout game, like uh, kind of like the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. But uh, I I don't think it will be, and that's my, my prediction on that. The Starting Joe Burrow, for sure. Joe Burrow has a great matchup against Jacksonville. And, you know, you say that, and you're benching most of the receivers. Why is that? I just feel like Joe's able to distribute the ball around to different people, so it's going to make him have a good day, but I don't think it's going to necessarily have an individual receiver have a great day. If I was going to pick one, it'd be Tyler Boyd, but I actually am sitting Tyler Boyd in this one. Jacksonville is really good against the receivers. You saw what they did against Devontae Parker and Preston Williams last week, and I obviously think that Tyler Boyd is a little bit better than... Preston Williams, but I, I don't think he's that much better than Devontae Parker. So I can, you know, a 60-yard day with no touchdowns, that's what we can expect. James Robinson, I think, is going to just dominate. He's going to have a great game. He definitely needs to be in the conversation for running backs. I think he's going to just blow it up this game. He needs to be in your lineup, and you need to play him because the Bengals aren't great at defending the running back position, and... I think that's going to be the way the Jaguars are able to move the ball. So expecting big things from Robinson. Joe Mixon, you know, I'm expecting big things from him in this game. Although Joe Mixon hasn't done anything of significance so far this year. But he started off so last year too. So I'm willing to wait it out. You know, I, I saw the pattern last year. So this year I thought he, you know, I thought that was a, anomaly but maybe it's not but he has a good matchup this week to get you know get himself right again and i i think he takes advantage of it and he will be a decent play lavishka chenault i have him here as a start because he's dynamic he can do a lot of different things so cincinnati can defend the pass but they lavishka can run the ball out of the backfield 
You know, could do Wildcat if you wanted to. There's a lot of things LaVishka Chenault can do. And I think I just like saying his name, too. So uh, I'm going to find more reasons to talk about him. Drew Sample, he's a start. Drew Sample, well, Drew Sample's a start based off of the Jaguars can't defend the tight end position whatsoever. We thought that last week with his matchup that he was primed to bust out. He didn't do anything. So temper your expectations. You probably aren't playing him, but just know that if you do, he at least has a good matchup, so he should be productive. Uh, if his you know ability to not be very a very good tight end gets in the way of it, then obviously it is what it is. But matchup-wise, Drew Sample should be a start. Sitting, Gardner Minshew. Hate to say it, love the stash, but... Uh, Gardner Minshew might be shaving it to uh, change his luck after this one. DJ Chark, he's hurt. He might not even play. If he does, I don't like the matchup anyway. DJ Chark hasn't gotten it together yet. Uh, he really needs to. I would say that you know DJ Chark's been a pretty big disappointment so far. Let's see how he is once he gets out. You know, once he gets healthy again, starts playing. Uh, we'll we'll see where he's at, but. If he doesn't turn it around pretty soon, uh, you're probably going to have to pivot pivot TJ Shark off your team. Uh, Keelan Cole, have him on the bench. Same reason. They can, you know, Bengals can stop the pass. Keelan Cole shouldn't be an option. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Tyler, uh, and Tyler Eifert. I have all those guys there. And it's funny because I have Tyler Eifert on there, and he played for the Bengals last year. So this could be kind of a revenge game. But Cincinnati's not too bad at defending the tight end position either. So I'm having them all on my bench. So A.J. Green, the reason for that is he's getting a lot of targets, but him and Joe Burrow just can't connect. It's been the weirdest thing. Tyler Boyd, like I said, will probably do the best out of all of them. He'll get the most targets. Needs to be a... he could be a flex play if you're desperate, but uh, just lower your expectations this week on him. And T. Higgins, he had a great week last week, two touchdowns. I think he's just going to keep coming on stronger and stronger, especially if A.J. Green keeps struggling with his uh, chemistry with Burrow. But uh, for this one, I don't think this is – I think he has a regression, and he, he's going to be a good play the rest of the year. Uh, well, with good matchups, just as – this one doesn't happen to be one of them. So, uh, bad news for Tyler Eifert. He loses his homecoming game to Cincinnati, and then he also doesn't have a very good game. So, will be an inter- interesting game just to see the, uh, you know, the surprise of it not being as high scoring as what we we think it will be. The Indianapolis Colts at the Chicago Bears is our next game, and I am not excited about this game whatsoever. Colts are favored by three, and I'm going with Chicago, especially with Nick Foles being the starting quarterback. They're not going to be the Chicago Bears of old. They're going to be the new Chicago Bears. They're going to be the Grizzly Bears. Their uh, their offense is going to be a lot more cohesive. Now, saying that, the Colts have a pretty good defense. So the Bears Offense is going to look better. Might not be this game, though. It's uh, I'm starting Allen Robinson because Allen Robinson, 
I think with Nick Foles is just going to dominate. You saw what he did towards the end of the the game when Foles was in there. Finally scored his touchdown, and Mitch Trubisky can't uh, didn't have any chemistry with him. Couldn't uh, he would throw to him, just wouldn't connect with him. And Nick Foles, I think, will be able to do that. So Allen Robinson's a start from here on out. Regardless, I think he's a top five receiver in the league, and I just wish he had a quarterback. Mo Alley Cox, you're starting him. Chicago can't defend the tight end position. Jack Doyle, he hasn't. He's not very productive. Mo Alley Cox is. He's a human skyscraper, just uh, you know Godzilla, bouncing through defenders, smashing them on the ground, and he's going to have a, an amazing game. Um, so start him. I'm sitting everyone else though. Uh, Philip Rivers, Nick Foles, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, David Montgomery, T.Y. Hilton, Anthony Miller, Darnell Mooney, Jimmy Graham, uh, Zach Pascal. Even I, you know, Michael Pittman's hurt. Zach Pascal is going to be a play. I'm sitting everyone. I just really think this is going to be a low-scoring, boring game that uh, Chicago ends up winning. So. I really have nothing more to say about this game, and usually I have a lot to say about games, but uh, I think it'll be interesting to watch just because it'll be the first time Nick Foles is starting under center, and also you're going to see how the targets go to the Colts receivers. When you're missing Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman Jr., you know you have T.Y., but T.Y. Hilton has been a little disappointing, so who's the other receiver that's going to step up? I actually think it will be Zach Paschal. And he will be a decent play from here on out. Uh, just won't be this week. So something to monitor in that. And uh, this, I say, oh, it should be an exciting game. This shouldn't be an exciting game. The final morning game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals are favored by four. And I think they do it. They, you know, they had Detroit go down to Arizona and beat them at their own house. I think this week they go down all the way east, or I should say up east, all the way to Carolina and Charlotte and defeat the Carolina Panthers by more than four points. You're starting Kyler Murray. He's a must-start every week. Kenyon Drake has a really amazing matchup, and I... Kenyon Drake's been kind of a tease, though, because he's had good matchups and he hasn't really done anything, so he's starting to concern me a little bit. I had him as one of my starts of the week last week, and he was pretty much a disappointment. I mean, he, he got some yards. He didn't score. He's a, he's a tough one to figure out. And, you know, if, if you're worried about him producing on good matchups, you're, you're definitely not playing him on bad matchups. And so... Uh, this is kind of a make-or-break game for me when it comes to Kenyon Drake. If, if he fails uh, to produce in this one, then I'm really looking at pivoting from Kenyon Drake. And from the Cardinals, uh, I don't know if it's scheme or what, but uh, I'm, I might be looking at Edmonds a little bit because, you know, when Edmonds is in there, he's a, he's a game-changer, and, and Drake just hasn't been that yet. So we're still waiting on you, Kenyon Drake. Come on. We, you know, you had a... You did well with the Cardinals last year at the end of the year, and that's what we were expecting. Uh, Mike Davis, you can start him. He actually had a really good game last week, and I thought he'd be a sit. He needs to be played in all formats. He's going to have a good game this uh, this week too. 
I have Curtis Samuel, and I say that because most people have dropped him already, or they've dropped him this last week, and uh, after they saw that uh, they, he didn't get as many carries or receptions as they thought with the uh, injury to McCaffrey, I'm giving him one more week. He's actually in a good spot to, uh, like, he has a good matchup against the Cardinals, so he could produce. So you need to be starting Curtis Samuel. DeAndre Hopkins, oh, back to Curtis Samuel. And that's also, too, because the Arizona Cardinals can't defend the rush very well. And I think they're going to mix in Curtis Samuel a little bit more this week than they did last week. DeAndre Hopkins, you're starting him. Regardless, because it's DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to get like 30 targets this game and produce. Kyler Murray's going to throw it to him, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to catch it. It's pretty easy. It doesn't get easier than that. There's You don't even need any analysis on it. That's just what happens. That's what they do. Uh, you're sitting everyone else, though. So, you know, you look at this game, and you're like, man, this could be fantasy gold. There's it looks like there's a lot of fantasy gold. And then I went through the... The, you know, I analyzed the game and looked through all the stats. It really wasn't as tantalizing as what I thought. And so I'm sitting Teddy Bridgewater. He gets yards. They're not passing the ball as much as I thought they were going to. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they're not set up to have really good games this week. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, Larry Fitzgerald had his chance. Christian Kirk plays, you're definitely benching uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Andy Isabella kind of broke out instead of Larry Fitzgerald last week, which, you know, good for him. Andy Isabella, I think, is a talent. He's just buried with all the, you know, he's buried behind a legend, future Hall of Famer. DeAndre Hopkins, who's in his prime, star receiver. Christian Kirk, who's a talented receiver. And so I just think he's not getting his opportunities. But he's someone maybe to monitor in the future. Uh, not this week. Uh, Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas are on the sit list, but let's be honest, you're not starting them anyways in this one. You're just not. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there, but there's sits anyways, if you were thinking about it. <laughs> this concludes the Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban fantasy football show we will be back here in a couple days talking about the sunday afternoon the sunday night and the monday night games you know these sunday morning games are going to be pretty exciting there's going to be a lot of games i'm going to want to watch won't be able to watch them all at the same time which will be unfortunate but i'm excited about it and uh, looking forward to see what happens you can reach me on twitter at ms montalban m-o-n T-A-L-B-A-N You can hit me up on email at MsMontalban at gmail.com I'll definitely look forward to connecting with you that way and let's all enjoy this Thursday night game between the Broncos and the Jets probably the most anticlimactic game we can think of but uh, it's football on a Thursday so let's celebrate enjoy